0: Uh, continuing on with hotspot Hamilton boy uh, how times have changed and uh, how the discussion has changed over the years let's bring in mayor Fred Eisenberger mayor for the city of Hamilton of course uh, and chat about uh, where things have gone uh, where things are going and-, and certainly where we've come from uh, mayor uh, we were just talking moments ago with uh, Mark Schoolnick, editor of uh, Hamilton magazine mm-hmm. well first of all thank you for coming in I appreciate hey, my that pleasure. and you're no. looking very dapper today I love the blue and the well, That looks well, very cool you know, very I'm, nice. I'm
1: going to uh, Toronto tonight to uh, meet, meet up with the Dutch consulate folks. So I'm oh, very cool. A got the little orange. puff there little going? Orange going. <laughs> That's very yeah. nice.
0: Very cool. Uh, we were talking with Mark and he, was, he, he, he brought up the point and, and we've talked about this many times over the years uh, and I asked him if we had to continually or do we continually need to sell the city and he said probably not from a residential standpoint but certainly from a business standpoint. Yeah. Uh, from a residential standpoint, I think the message has got out that people are coming. What's the difference between that and business? Why does the residential component seem to be there before the business?
1: Well, we're, we're for one, we're, uh, we're overly reliant on the residential tax base. Uh, that's been an issue for quite some time and it's been deteriorating over the last 30 years. So mm-hmm. if you think about all that lost commercial industrial uh, space that my father and many people's fathers worked at uh, the Stelcos, the International Harvesters, Procter Gamble, Firestone, I mean, there's a yeah. long list. Uh, most of them, uh, you know, gone or, or shrunk uh, considerably, and that uh, those are large commercial industrial taxes that uh, we've been challenged to find a replacement for. So now we're at a 90% reliance on our residential tax base and a 10% reliance on uh, commercial industrial. So I mean, it's why uh, you know I'm, uh, delighted to see that the city of Hamilton once again is in the billion-dollar uh, you know development uh, territory. That's terrific. The really good news is that uh, 200% increase in the commercial industrial side. That is really uh, wh- what we're striving to achieve is to get that commercial industrial tax base up. And, and that also means jobs. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we need, uh, we can't, uh, we, uh, we don't want to be, don't need to be a bedroom community. And if we we're uh, totally reliant on uh, on residential taxes, then uh, that's exactly what we will be. Uh, we are a city with uh, great bones, uh, great history in terms of advanced manufacturing. Now morphed into one of the diverse, the, the most diversified economy in the country. Mm-hmm. Thirty years of work, or uh, as I say, an overnight success. Thirty years in the making. Mm. Uh, so we're now we're now heading in the right direction, but that commercial industrial tax base is where we need to put a lot of focus, and that's why we're we're actually pursuing Amazon. I mean, it's a, it's one of those large commercial industrial tax base issues that could you know transform that uh, that uh, residential commercial industrial tax ratio
0: is it is it common for the residential aspect to take off before the commercial uh, why is one working in one slower than the
1: other uh, I think I think it's uh, it's now moving uh, you know largely because uh, you know we're so so different compared to Toronto the congestion is different the quality of life is improved significantly yeah. there's a great vibe in Hamilton now that people are attracting to from other places as well as there's a greater sense of confidence in the city of Hamilton in terms of what what we are and what we've become as a city, uh, and and you know the uh, the whole notion that you can at, at a certain point in time you can get twice the house at half the price uh, was the message that we were sending to Toronto and other places to attract mm-hmm. people here, and that message has resonated, and uh, and so uh, you know people are coming, and you know when we talk to uh, you know ex ex they're the, they're probably the most like uh, like a like a Mark Skolnick or others they're they're probably the most delighted people uh, to be living in a community that he loves uh, it just
0: absolutely loves yeah and, and yeah. you know
1: and they're not removed from Toronto I mean if no. they want they if they want to get access to you know the bounty that Toronto has and you know what there's much to like about Toronto mm-hmm. uh, you know the entertainment and uh, the venues they have is uh, is delightful we have we have many as well uh, so you can get the best of both worlds. We're right in the middle between Niagara Falls and uh, and Toronto, Kitchener, Waterloo, not far away. So that whole sphere of academic and, uh, and entertainment is uh, just surrounding us entirely. So people are attracted to that and you know we have a lot of green space we mm-hmm. have wonderful uh, you know open space trails we have a a, a growing bike network uh, in the city that uh, that the waterfalls all uh, oh, those waterfalls well uh, there you know the, the, that's blown the, up in our face the, that's the, cur- the <laughs> curse and the blessing <laughs> i still i still say it's a blessing uh, you know we it just got to manage it the right way yeah. and so uh, i'm i'm really not on for you know fencing off of all, all of our waterfalls we have to figure out another way but 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 use it as an advantage and Clearly, people are coming and they're checking Hamilton out, and they're spending time at these waterfalls. And a lot of them are for out of town. I mean, I spent a you know good a part of you know an evening at at Albion Falls, and, uh, and there were some people doing yoga classes along the falls. They were for local folks, and then people from you know Mississauga. I asked yeah. everybody, "Where are you from?" Yeah. Mississauga from. Uh, yeah. uh You know, they're coming from all over the place just to get a sense of what's happening in Hamilton. And you know, don't waterfalls. you remember
0: way back when, when they started this movement, like 10 or so years ago, we're going to sell the city as a city of waterfalls and blah. I mean, who would have ever thought it would have got to have
1: this Well, point. you know, it's uh, it's 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 a, a, a blessing and, and, and at the same time a bit yeah, of a curse. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, you know, we want people to come here, you know, not just for the waterfalls. We mm-hmm. want them to, uh, to come and uh, check out the restaurants and, uh, you know, the theater that we have and all the other things that we have available to us. So We can use this as a stepping stone towards, uh, you know, making sure that people understand that Hamilton has a lot more to offer than just waterfalls.
0: All right. So what message do we send to business? What,
1: What message do you send to them to say this is better than that or B or C or D? Well, in, in terms of uh, you know marketing Hamilton as a d- destination, uh, we have the, you know the, the the great road network and the great rail network that runs right through the center of Hamilton. We have uh, you know a, a, an active port uh, that is certainly an attractor for businesses of all kinds, including agriculture. We have an active and uh, the largest cargo airport in the country uh, that is uh, you know very important to people that are wanting to produce here. We have uh, industrial parks that are slowly but surely starting to fill up, and I think people understand that this location. Uh, including all the other benefits in terms of employee benefits ter- uh, for for quality of life, offers a whole range of positives that uh, that uh, can be attractive not only for business but for uh, for your employees when they come here. So I, when you look at the whole package, I think people are attracted to that. I think Striker, you know, said they're staying mm-hmm. here because their employees want to be in Hamilton. They don't want to move to another location, even though the might have been able to get cheaper land out in Brantford or yeah. some other place a little further away. They they want proximity to Hamilton. They want proximity to the transit services, to the GO stations, to uh, and the and the GO network towards uh, Toronto and Niagara. So all of that I think is part of the confluence of uh, of interest in Hamilton right today. How. Uh
0: how do we grow this how do, especially in terms of business and industrial parks uh, earlier this week we're chatting uh, about extending the lanes link 403 this mm-hmm. that and the other how do we not end up like toronto with a congestion mess in 5 to 10 years well
1: we and, and, you know that's that's really what lrt is all about uh, is making sure that we grow our our public transit networks significantly enough to uh, to be able to off you know offload that kind of traffic volume that uh, is continuing to come mm-hmm. so if we fail to do that we we will have the same problem as Toronto. We have the opportunity to get out ahead of it. Uh, Toronto, unfortunately, you know, they invested in their transit system 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, and then didn't do much of anything beyond yeah. that, and now yeah. they have this large congestion problem. And there, I mean, I studied this at the Canadian Urban Institute. Their congestion problem isn't so much in the inner city, downtown. It's the 905 area, yeah. the, uh, the, highway, the in. highway network, where they've developed an awful lot of commercial, industrial, retail, uh, office space that is filled up with employees and no transit to them uh, in any way, shape, or form. And mm-hmm. that's part of the congestion problem that they're facing right now. So until they solve that problem in Toronto, uh, they're going to continue to have congestion. We can get out ahead of that. We can develop our network uh, starting now. We have a good uh, you know, bus network. We're going to add an LRT to that system and grow it over time. And keep building on that, so that we don't end up with the kind of ing- congestion problems that uh, that Toronto currently is facing. Do
0: you see extra lanes going up the link or
1: the yeah, 403 for sure, to the for sure. to yeah? I mean that's an absolute need. The, the, the uh, business development. You know, and there? at some point we're going to have to look at. I mean, th- this is not to ignore roads. I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is uh, you know the public transit piece is just one piece. Right. Uh, we have to maintain our road network. We have to uh, look at uh, you know the 403 and that congestion point between the uh, the Red Hill, the link, and and the four hundred three, and coming down the hill, that we need an extra lane there. We need uh, we need an overpass at the uh, highway 56 uh, yeah. uh, junction. That's uh, also a pretty critical problem. A, a bypass around Waterdown, so we can offload some of those congestion issues right through the center of Waterdown. I mean, we we need to do all of that. So uh, with good planning and good management, we can uh, we, and, and help from our provincial partners, and they've been there, you know, for us, and uh, certainly on the public transit side. And, uh, you know, with GO, uh, you know, with GO coming to uh, Confederation Mm -hmm. uh, Station, which is the next Centennial Parkway location, and hopefully in time uh, fixing that junction issue that, uh, you know, all of those public transit investments as well as the road investments – means that people will be able to move around our city effectively
0: lots of chatter about uh, Amazon and uh, the costs involved Mm -hmm. in chasing that Uh, when the story first broke they said they were that we weren't even a city that qualified that you have to be a million people plus this that and the other Uh, we've talked about this uh, before and, Mm -hmm. and even Mark was alluding to this from from Hamilton magazine that are we focused too much on amazon and that bid and getting this company as
1: opposed to the little offshoots that we could get just from participating no uh, that's exactly why how we're positioning this is uh, this is not just about amazon this is about uh, making sure that we get a broad uh, you know pr- promotional platform out of this how does this attracts. help us
0: attract those other businesses
1: well, I mean, you, you, the moment we, we put uh, puts put ideas on the table in terms of where businesses can go, uh, that opens the door to any any other business, uh, including a competitor of Amazon, uh, Alibaba, major major mm-hmm. uh, you know mover of goods, uh, uh, in out of out of China that's uh, looking for a foothold in Canada. Uh, you you know, the moment you define where, where those places can go and how uh, and what the province and others are prepared to do uh... that opens the door to a whole lot of other businesses that might say you know what hamilton's got uh... you know the capability there They're they're putting their best foot forward they've they've shown where where they're interested in terms of growing their city why don't we have a look at seeing how we can participate in that? So if we were solely focused on Amazon, I would say, uh, you know, that, that would be a mistake. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we, the, the information we're putting together here that works not only for Amazon, but will work in future uh, months and, and years in terms of uh, identifying the right places for our city to grow and who, who that could attract and how we actually uh, can reach out to them.
0: And this is really nothing new. I mean, economic development's been doing this for years, have they not? Sure. I mean, this is basically what you're trying to
1: do. Well, we, we, we have a two-stream economic process. One, you, you want to attract companies. And our, and our basic philosophy has been, you know what, the, 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 the long shots are long shots. Yeah. This is a long shot for you know a whole range of communities throughout, uh, sure. throughout North America. But it's a shot that uh, I don't think we can afford not to take. But we have to make sure that we get broader benefit out of it. But on the other hand, we also want to grow the businesses that are here. So mm-hmm. our our strategy is not so much uh, you know looking for those long shots. It's really about uh, you know as as Neil Everson liked to say. Getting those base hits. Yeah, you know, getting that, yeah. getting those small, small to medium-sized businesses to grow, or landing the small to medium-sized business where most of the uh, economic development activity is going to happen. So we have we have a team of ambassadors knocking on doors on businesses uh, all through the year, asking them how can we how can we help you grow? Uh, how can we help you expand? What kind of market uh, reach do you want to uh, to expand to? What can we do to help you uh, employ more people and expand your market? That's uh, that's going to be a significant and ongoing part of our economic development drive, and then these uh, you know, these one-offs, you know, we'll we'll judge them as they come through. Right. Uh, the Amazon one is just one of those that uh, that just appeals to kind of a the technology that uh, everyone wants to drive towards, and would be such a kickstart for any community. You uh, know, and, and to be f- to be fair, if it lands in Canada or in Ontario massive benefit for the country yeah. or for yeah, the province yeah. wherever it lands. So if Toronto happens to get it and we're gon- we're going to be competitors in this, I would say we we you know if they're on the short list, we'll support Toronto and if we're on the sh- and if we're on the short list, which is our objective at the outset, then uh, and then Toronto should support us cuz uh, all of Ontario benefits if they happen to come here.
0: What does it say the fact that we're even doing this? The uh, fact our, that we're even yeah. because at one time probably we wouldn't have
1: no, I, I think it's uh, you know like for me it, you know all the time that I've been in office it's been about building this sense of confidence that we can, that we uh, don't have to uh, be the, the beggar that that takes a, any any proposal that comes along and says we're going to grab onto it we don't need to do that yeah. we can be choosy we need to know what we want we know we need to know what we need to be or want to want to be, and we want to be a diversified economy that's uh, that's leading not only in advanced manufacturing but in healthcare, and in technology and I think those those areas and agri, agri- business so we pretty pretty well-defined uh, economic development strategy that uh, is based on what we're good at and what we're capable of and what we're trained to do and uh, as long as we fill that, uh, we keep marching in that direction. I think we're going to do extremely well. You know, you, I'm also starting to
0: hear from businesses and people that we interview that the town, uh, the city, is very open to this. The city is very welcoming. The city does more to help right. to the point where they'll compare it to other cities. Are you starting to get the feedback from that hard
1: work? Yeah, we are, and we've been working really hard on that. So yeah. uh, you know, since the beginning of this term, and maybe a little bit before, the the, the open for business process. Yeah. Yeah. really been about you know not not eliminating process but but streamlining it so that it's uh, fair that it's equitable that it's predictable so that people when they come here they uh, they know full well what they're into uh, what kind of process they're going to have to evolve through, and uh, what kind of cost there would be. Uh, I think we've done a really good job of knocking out a lot of things in the process that are archaic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rules and regulations that may have applied 20 years ago that don't apply anymore, and updating our planning processes, so that now we're the, the, the response we're getting more often than not is we really appreciate uh, the, the predictable uh, process that you've defined here. Now, some some would say that's still not good enough, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know what, if you're a developer, uh, you want it yesterday. Uh, unfortunately there's provincial rules and regulations, there's environmental rules and regulations, a lot of things that are out of our control, but uh, everything that's in our control we want to make sure that it is as streamlined, as predictable, and as efficient as possible.
0: Uh, let's talk a little bit, and, and I, I don't want to end this on a, on a bad note by any means, um, but y- you know as you said there's w- with growth there's there's some uh, good things, there's some negative things, mm-hmm. some have commented on uh, gentrification. Mark who was just in talking about uh, the great house that he bought nine years ago and, and what it's worth now, which is mm-hmm. what you want when you're purchasing a house. But then there's those that are in Hamilton and perhaps some of the older areas that aren't as developed yet that are now being pushed out. But sometimes we forget that the areas that those, that those people move to, they benefit as much as Hamilton does, doesn't don't they?
1: Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship. Uh, I mean, if uh, if people are looking, you know, if cost is driving people to look at Jarvis or, or Caledonia or mm-hmm. St. Catharines, well, then uh, you know they're going to be you know taking properties there and probably think lifting those properties into yeah. a better state of repair or whatever it is. So it's not it's not a total negative. The other b- benefit is, and you know, one of the more recent uh, issues around um, uh, r- uh, an apartment building that was acquired by a you know a development company that did a terrific job of renovating the building, uh, and uh, and then was uh, was approaching a uh, an opportunity to reduce. Three bedrooms to two bedrooms. I don't know if you heard about that issue. There's some discussion, and we I think we sorted these issues out. But it's the kind of gentrification that uh, that actually takes very old stock buildings and mm-hmm. brings them into kind of current state of good repair. Uh, and, and yeah, that might mean that there's a, a bit of an uptick in the rental cost but at the same time, the quality of the, the housing and the safety and the security in the housing is in, improved significantly. I would never argue against anyone coming into our city and doing that. Yeah. And so we have a number of uh, you know buildings and rental properties and and areas where you know housing is not optimal that uh, could very well uh, you know improve and be uh, a much higher grade and. More secure and more friendly neighborhood. So, what are the challenges as Hamilton moves
0: forward? Uh, I don't think, as Mark said, I don't think we have to sell the city anymore. I'm sure a lot, a lot more people are saying to you, "Oh, Hamilton, tell us about that, Mayor." As opposed to "Oh, Hamilton." Sure. Uh, that being said, what is our challenge moving
1: forward? So, it's still, it's still the commercial, industrial tax base. I think that's a, a fairly significant one. Uh, the infrastructure and the, uh, you know, the, I mean, where most municipalities have had challenges, yeah. we've had the same, and it's a national issue we continue to work on that but it's not like we're not investing in infrastructure we're probably putting 200 million dollars into roads and uh, and uh, waters and sewers this year so we're making those investments but it doesn't seem to be uh, you know frequent enough to get on top of it so we need help and uh the last piece is and uh, this is an important one and we just passed a, a poverty initiative initiative a little while ago uh, poverty is a a And and, uh, precarious employment is a a perplexing issue that is not diminishing. It's actually, in fact, increasing. And uh, we we need to step up and do what we can. But others have to do the same. So we need uh, federal and provincial governments to have a much more developed housing and uh, poverty plan for our country, uh, for our cities. Uh, You know, one in five in our community, at or below the poverty line, is just... Uh, and it's deplorable if you think about it. Uh, and we have to take steps to try and make that help. And housing is, you know, one of those platforms that actually helps people uh, lift them out of poverty. So stable, affordable housing is certainly an assist. And we just passed our $50 million 10-year plan, which is a help. Yeah. But it's certainly not the ultimate solution. So we, be, we need but we need to be mindful of that area. So we're, we're actually working on both ends of the, the, mm-hmm. the spectrum. We're working on growing the economy and, and the economic base and the employment opportunities and at the same time supporting those that are, for whatever reason, being left out of those employment opportunities and making sure they have a, at least an opportunity for a decent quality of life. Good market. time to be focused on both those objectives, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, Fred, Eisenberger has been with, uh,
0: Fred Eisenberger has been with us, Mayor for the City of Hamilton. Mayor Fred, as always, thanks for taking the time. Uh, we enjoy having you here. Good luck. Keep the momentum going. Love it, Scott. Thank Thank you. you.